You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On the line, Jaleesa Apps on this Thursday morning, counting down until the start of footy season. Good morning, J.A. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. There's a fair bit going on. I'm looking for great combinations this morning. The old perfect match off the back of David Fafita. Um, now it appears as though the Broncos are going to join this race and it appears as though your Canberra Raiders, if they're going to have David Fafita on the on the radar, might have to have his partner, Shaley, as well. Um, but they've got competition. What did you make of that story about Fafita and the Broncos? Yeah, well, it's extraordinary. I mean, I think if you can get him back at the, the right price, I think he'd be um, good for any side. I'd love to see him at the Raiders, but to be honest, what concerns me more about the Raiders is our back line. It's just not um, incredibly threatening. Like, when I look at the, the Raiders' backs, I just... all Everyone there except probably, uh, which obviously Jack White and um, it, it just... I don't know. They're not. They they wouldn't even sort of make the first grade of uh, the starting side. I think of a lot of other sides. So David Feeder would be great. I'd love to see this get a really uh, threatening back, though. You mentioned something just there, which I reckon is the key to all of this with Fafita in particular. And by the way, Noddy, I just had him on JA, and and he sort of echoes your thoughts around the Raiders to. To him, he didn't see a lot in the preseason that says anything's going to change rapidly in, in 2023. So that's a separate issue. But on, on Fafita, the right price, I mean, this is, this is going to be – you can only get what's out there and you can get market value and you can get a good deal at the right time. But the guy's been on extraordinary money and he's an extraordinary talent. How far do you reckon the next club has to go to get him? Ah, uh, I mean, I get. I guess it's a, a willing. It's what they're willing to chip in too to to let him go because I think he'd have probably have to go. I I say he'd have to go a, a bit, a fair bit under what he's being on at the moment to leave because I, he was he was just overpaid for any person in that position, right? Like I think you sort of no matter how good you are in that position, I think you sort of cap out a bit. I mean, he was on money that sort of was suited to sell a really good back. So, um, I, I, look, I don't know, but I think he'd be great at any club that could kind of get him going. He's been a little bit inconsistent the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Blows me away. He's, he's 23 years of age, and he's been earning that money for the last couple of years, and there's more to come. You did a story on the Panthers earlier in the week for 10 News. Um, how do you think the pressure of trying to knock over a three-peat is, is either building on them or how they're handling it or is it is it playing on their minds? No, I don't think it bothers them at all and I think probably because they've had a lot more pressure 
um, previously. I mean, the pressure to win after you've lost a grand final arguably is the greatest pressure that you can feel after there was all that expectation on them and then they had the side to do it again. I think that was probably the greatest pressure that they had. And then to back it up, so they already know the pressure of trying to back up a win. Uh, the difference they have this year, obviously, is they've lost Billy Army Kikau uh, and Appy Coruscant. So they have, probably this is the first year that they've really lost those big name players that they, that were so integral to their success. But the Panthers have such, they do what the Raiders probably don't have. They have such a depth in their backs coming through all the grades. And we saw that last season when they won all those grades. Um, and even with like May out, um, senior um, Taruva is going to fill that position. But then you've also got Tom Jenkins who's waiting in the wings. So, uh, they just have that depth to keep going and I don't think it weighs on them at all, this pressure of even... I think they're almost a little bit annoyed at the Appy talk that, you know, oh, they've lost Appy so it's all going to come undone and I think they probably, certainly talking to his teammates yesterday, they find it a bit disrespectful to Mitch Kenny. Yeah, and you wonder too in that in that instance whether the, the Panthers are kind of channeling the Melbourne storm, you know, in that level of success and then... Questions are always going to be asked when players are going to move on. Does it affect their success? Well, the storm have shown time and time again that they can continue. We always look, Jaleesa, for the movers and shakers and those that are going to lift themselves out of the bottom and into the top eight. What about do you think is going to be, across the board, the most interesting team slash club in 2023? Where are the most storylines going to come out of this year? I think the really interesting one is Manly. I went um, up to their, their season launch last week and I found it to be a really different place to go to than um, the previous year. Like it felt really tense and everyone was obviously a bit uh, on edge after everything happened with the um, Pride round. And I felt like it's a really united group at the moment. They, Steve has got them doing this thing where they have... Um, groups that they go in and they purposely go and have coffees together. Like that's part of their, um, their schedule is that you break up into your group and you go and have a coffee. And he's really been about bringing the team bonding. And someone that I think has actually been really um, underrated coming to the side is Cooper Johns. I know he hasn't probably been your standout player that you've seen in the last few years, but he's really happy to be there and was really good in the trials. And having Schuster out could have been a huge blow, but I think having Cooper Johns in there, and he has said that he wasn't enjoying his footy. He was just not happy, and, and he feels really happy at the moment. But I think he was he's actually going to be somebody who's going to be a really big uh, utility value to them. So I'm interested to see if they can keep Tommy Turbo fit. I think they're going to be right up there. Yeah, let's see how that one plays out. Now, uh, before I get your your tip across the weekend. I, I want to know the biggest winning margin this weekend because what happened, J.A., um, I had to do my selections for round one yesterday, which were which were okay. I was pretty sort of locked in on most of them. But then when I thought about uh, points, I went, hang on a second, and margins, I went, ugh. So it got me thinking this morning, who wins by the biggest margin in round one? Are, are you leaning towards the Roosters v. Dolphins or can you find something else? 
Um, no, I am actually leaning and I'm really sad about this. The Cowboys and the Raiders. <laughs> it kills me to oh, say wow. that. I've actually got my Raiders in the bottom four this season. It kills me and it hurts my soul to say that. But I think the Cowboys are absolutely going to flog the Raiders. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one coming at all. A final one for you. Um, you're across the. You're all across the cricket. I sat down and watched it yesterday. In fact, I saw the four, uh, four or five. I think it was the Indians were before I had to run over to cricket training. It was extraordinary what was happening. Do you like it when a pitch, as a viewer and as a as a lover of cricket, do you like it when a pitch is so wacky that fourteen wickets can fall in one day? It skids, it turns, it keeps low, it does everything. Or would you prefer a much more even start to a test match? No, I absolutely love this. I think the more challenging you can make, we've seen too, I hate the wickets in Australia. I'm sorry, I just absolutely hate them. Aside from the day-night test, it's just become so boring that it's, you know, there's still an element of enjoyment to watching test cricket even when it ends in a draw, but it just bores generally people who aren't, watching it all the time they don't follow cricket all the time I hate a pitch that does nothing so I would much rather a pitch that is so far the other way than is an absolute road and puts up a bit of a challenge for the Aussies too but um, uh, you know what a pitch like New Zealand where that was and also the way that that game uh, went for England and New Zealand that is ideal <laughs> I, I get the feeling we're not I mean we might have a tight finish I get the feeling it ain't going to go uh, five days this one because goodness knows how any how any batter worth his salt is going to negotiate the next couple of days if the pitch is going to get worse. Good on you, J.A. Thank you. We'll be tuning in on Sunday crunch time. Uh, you'll be alongside James Magnuson and Steve Phillips. So there's a good combo. Uh, you enjoy round one tonight. Thanks, Matty. Jaleesa Apps. Yeah, uh, Sunday crunch time. So midday on Sunday, the missile, Steve Philp and J.A. as well. We've got plenty of texts coming in for great combos. The old perfect fit, the two for the price of one across the world of sport. Remember, it says Sharky E.T. and Sparkles McGaw. Yes, there's a good combo and a good shout-out. Special K's, says John from Gosford. It was only two weeks, but, boy, was it a lot of fun. Back after this.